0: We start off here with an admonition from the Apostle Paul, and it applies to us today in our lives. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 16. He closes his letter with this benediction, if you will. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way the Lord be with all of you. What a wonderful saying that is, a wonderful blessing he he sends to us, peace in this life. Boy, that's something we really need. That's something that people are longing for. We know that we live in the end times, and the end times that we live in are very tumultuous, aren't they? We never know from day to day what will happen, what natural disaster, what epidemic, What mass murder, what stock market crash, what terrorist attack or war is going to be on the news? Sometimes you have to just get yourself ready when you turn the news on every day because you don't know what may happen. So how is it possible to have peace at all times and in every way as Paul prayed for us? We certainly need to have peace in our lives. We want peace in our lives. I'd like to ask you to consider an example I'd like to talk about. It's a physical example. Finding peace in this day and age has a lot to do with us having a proper orientation. An orientation in our life. That is our position and our direction in life. Because if you're sure of that, of who you are and where you're headed, it really helps you, it does provide peace in this crazy day and age in which we live. So we're gonna talk about finding your orientation. Consider this example, if you're out in the woods at night, and we know how dark the woods can be at night with no lights around, no, no houses around, no street lights of any kind, If you're lost in the woods at night, there's a very quick and simple way to orient yourself and determine which direction you're heading. Now, I'm not talking about cell phones. Put your cell phones away. Those don't count. (laughs) Your battery's dead, so leave the cell phone in your pocket. How do you find out which direction you're heading? Well, there's a star in the sky every single night called Polaris, or the North Star. And if you can find the North Star in the sky, you can determine which direction you're heading. Now, we may have some old boy scouts here who know all about this. (laughs) I'm interested in astronomy, so I know about it too. You know, the North Star is far away. It's 323 light years away. That's a long distance. 323 light years. If you could travel at the speed of light, and nobody can come anywhere close to that because the speed of light is 160, 186,000 miles per second. If you could somehow travel that fast, and you can't, it would still take you 323 years to get to Polaris or the North Star. But you know what? It is always found in the northernmost sky. Although all the other stars move, the North Star never does. It always stays in the same position. It never moves, it never changes. And you know, God placed it there for our benefit the North Star. There's a scripture back here in Psalm 8 in verse 3. Psalm 8 in verse 3. David, who was a shepherd, spent a lot of time out on the fields at night. So he was able to see a lot more of the nighttime sky than we ever could because we have a lot of light pollution, especially if you're around a city. But as David stared at the nighttime sky, he said this, Psalm 8 verse 3, he said this to God, When I consider your heavens, The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. So everything is out there in the universe where God set it. There was knowledge in setting those stars and causing them to act in the way that they act, including the North Star, which always stays in place. True North. Now we're talking about people in the the Northern Hemisphere. That's us. We live above the equator, we're north of the equator. God placed the North Star there for our benefit. Now I've got a short video here. This is just like a two minute video. If you don't know where the North Star is, this video will show you. We'll turn the lights out and start that one video. Take your time. The stars above us are very beautiful and very useful. Before phones and before the compass, people used the stars to guide their way in travels. Those who live in the Northern Hemisphere noticed that one bright star is always in the North because it is right above the North Pole. It is called Polaris. To find Polaris, you first need to find the Big Dipper. A straight line drawn through one side of the dipper points to Polaris. So if you stand facing Polaris, in front of you will be the north, behind you the south, the east to your right, and the west to your left. Try to find Polaris. Check yourself with a compass. That's it. Simple enough. (laughs) That's how you find out which direction you're heading. If you face the North Star, you're heading north. If you got your back to the North Star, you're heading south, and so forth. So physically speaking, that's how you find your orientation. And it's important that the North Star always stays exactly north, or we would never have any bearing to depend on. That's physically speaking. Now we're going to look at the spiritual side of it. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. You know, one of the great things about God, the Bible tells us, is that He never changes. So we need a spiritual orientation as well. And one of the things that we can count on is what God tells us in his word, all that Jesus said is the truth and it never changes. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So we all need to have spiritual bearing in our lives, a spiritual orientation. We need to know what are the things that we can count on with regard to this life, to our relationship with God, to the future that he has planned for us, to uh, our salvation. Could you imagine if God was like a person who every day, depending on what attitude or mood they were in, they had a different Approach. They had a different personality. I know I enjoy talking to my wife about work, and some of the struggles she faces at work on a daily basis. And it's amazing, when she goes into work in the morning, she never knows what she's going to face, depending on what sort of mood the boss may be in, what sort of mood her fellow workers may be in. Sometimes, everybody's happy. Sometimes, everybody's mad and upset and complaining. Sometimes, it's very loud and noisy because everybody's talking. Sometimes, it's very quiet and sullen because everybody's mad and in a bad attitude. Can you imagine if God was like that? And we never knew from day to day what sort of God we were going to face. That would be terrible. But God informs us and he tells us the truth that we can always have the proper spiritual orientation because we have a God that we can count on daily. He doesn't get into moods. He doesn't get into attitudes. He is the same. He is dependable. The word is immutable. That means unchanging. So we know that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He's not limited to being in one location. He's omnipresent. He's also omniscient, which means he knows everything. Omniscient. He's also omnipotent, which means he's all powerful. He's omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, and his other one is immutable. That means he is unchanging. So that's the God that we worship. That's the God that we count on. That's his abilities, so to speak. His promises are sure and his word is always true. So now we not only have physical orientation of who we are and where we're headed, what direction we're facing, But we also have a spiritual orientation now. A God that we can count on. A God that only speaks the truth. It's impossible for God to lie. So when God tells you, as the Bible says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's our spiritual location. Where are we spiritually? We're all saved. Why? Because we call on Jesus Christ, we asked Him to be our Savior, we admitted that we're sinners, and now we're in relationship with Him. Secondly, as the Bible says to you, dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. So a second part of our spiritual orientation, we not only know we're saved, but now we know that we're beloved children of God. That's our identity. So in this crazy world, you see, we as Christians can have peace. Our location is that we're saved. Our identity is that we're beloved children of God. And thirdly, when the Bible tells you, as Jesus said, in my house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So we know our destination, it's heaven. It's life with God for all eternity. So you see, it's not just enough in this world to have a physical orientation to know which direction you're headed. But we as Christians need to have a spiritual orientation. As I said, our location, we're saved. Because we've called on Jesus to be our savior and we believe. Our identity, we're beloved children of God. And our destination is heaven. So when we go outside at night, and I challenge you to do this, to look for the North Star. first thing you need to look for is the Big Dipper, and that points you to the North Star. That North Star is kind of a symbol for us. It kind of reminds us of Jesus Christ. It reminds us of our destination. And that destination is sure. And our Savior is certain and unchanging. Let's turn now to Hebrews chapter 12. So in this crazy world, that's all mixed up and confused, and people are like ships at sea without an anchor to hold them in place. They don't know from day to day, you know, with inflation going on, and the stock market being down, and crime all around us. and. You know, Queen Elizabeth just died, what what does that mean? How's that going to affect the world? And with all this happening, what should our focus be? It says in Hebrews 12, verse 2, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, and that, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So it's easy to get swept away by this culture, by the media, by people commenting every day to you, You know, how crazy everything is, how uncertain everything is, we as Christians need to fix our eyes on Jesus. He is our North Star. (laughs) He's the one who sets our location, our identity, and our destination. So just as the North Star, from a physical point of view, provides that help for us, spiritually speaking, Jesus is our North Star. Just as we're guided by the light of the North Star, Jesus is the light that guides us in a darkened world. Let's turn to John. Remember what uh, John said as he started his gospel account. John's gospel is unique, as we know, because he doesn't start out his gospel account the way the other three writers started their account. John starts his account of the gospel by going all the way back to Jesus pre-existence in heaven. And he said, in the beginning was the word. He's the one who became Jesus, the only begotten son of the father. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him, notice, in Jesus, was life, eternal life, and that's what he brought to earth to give to us, which we have now as a gift from him, eternal life. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. So when you think of Jesus Christ, you think of that North Star in the nighttime sky. You're lost in the woods, you're looking for hope, you're looking for direction, you're looking for orientation. Once you see that North Star, that tells you which direction you're heading. In a similar way, the Son of God came not only to bring eternal life, but also light. In other words, spiritual illumination. That's what Jesus brought. You know, people thought that they knew a lot about God, but they really didn't. It wasn't until the Father sent His Son to this earth and we heard it, I don't wanna say directly from the horse's mouth as the saying goes, but we heard it from the Son of God Himself. He set us straight because it's easy to misinterpret scripture, you know, and and the Jews for many centuries looked at the Old Testament and they had certain thoughts about God and many of them were untrue. Jesus came to clarify who the Father is. He came to reveal the Father to the human race. So he came not only to bring eternal life, as John said at the beginning of his Gospel, But also he came to bring light, spiritual illumination, knowledge about God and about salvation. He is the exclusive source of spiritual light. No other source of spiritual truth is available to the human race than the truth that Jesus brought. The light that shines from him. Spiritual illumination. He filled us in about what the Father is like and a lot of people didn't believe him when he was here on earth. A lot of people persecuted him, called him a liar, but Jesus came to reveal the Father. So just as we need physical light from the North Star to orient us, when we read the words of Jesus Christ and all of scripture for that matter, that is the spiritual light that we need and it corrects us, it teaches us, It provides the spiritual light or spiritual illumination. You know, when I preach funerals, I always like to bring out what happens to this person when they die. And I just preached a couple of funerals over the past month, and there were unbelievers there. There were atheists there in the audience. And I said, you know, this person has died. The body is gonna be put in the grave but there's a certain spiritual aspect of that person that you can't see, you can't uh, weigh it, you can't, uh, you know, it's not a physical thing. It doesn't, you can't see it leave the body, but God teaches us that there's a spirit in human beings. The body goes to the grave and the spirit goes elsewhere. And the only way we know that is because God revealed it through his son, Jesus Christ. So let's look at uh, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. So Jesus is the source of spiritual light, spiritual illumination. And it says in John 8 and verse 12 when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that's why we have to keep our gaze fixed on Jesus. As long as we watch him, as long as we focus on him, study the words that he said, understand the things that he did, he came to represent the Father, and he is the only true source of light. Now, there's a lot of people in the world today who will look at others, philosophers, maybe gods from other cultures and say, well, that's that's what directs me. You know, I I read the book of so and so or I read the philosophies of such and such and that guides me. Well, that's fine. That's your choice. I believe that the only source of true light, true spiritual knowledge or illumination is Jesus Christ. So I'm going to follow him. We all have to choose. That's who I choose. Because time and time again, it's been proven that what He says is true. In my life, and I'm sure in yours as well. So Jesus is the light from God that lights the way to eternal life. Remember in the Old Testament, when the Israelites came out of Egypt in the Exodus? During the day, they followed what? A cloud. There was a cloud, and God said, when that cloud moves, you follow it, walk right behind it, keep moving. What about at night? What did God provide for the Israelites at night? A pillar of fire, a light, a powerful light that they followed. Jesus Christ was that light. Just as He is the spiritual light to us, He was the light to the Israelites. And they were told to follow. We are told to follow to fix our gaze on Him, to let Him be the one who teaches us. He is the true light, He is the only light. So the North Star is a wonderful help that is only of value if we heed it in the darkness of night. You know, you could be wandering around lost in the woods at night, can't find your way, you're frustrated, you're panicked, And I can come along and say, well, let's find the northern light. There it is right there. That's north. And you could say, oh, I don't believe that. That's that's silliness. You know, I'm going to find my own way. You're going to be out there for a long time. They're going to have to send helicopters for you and dogs to try to, to smell you out. There it is. There's your help. That's all you need. You know, Jesus is only of value if you heed him. In this darkened world. Amen. And that's our job when possible. We try to point people to Jesus. They're all panicked. They're worried about tomorrow. They're worried about you know their finances. They're worried about uh, everything. And we say, we look to Jesus. He's our comfort. He's our guide. We keep our eyes on him because he represents where we're going. He knows where we're going our ultimate destination, heaven. You know, it's interesting, we have a north, north light, northern light to follow. Interestingly enough, that suits us in the northern hemisphere. That's everybody north of the equator. What about the people south of the equator? God has provided something for them too, for people in Australia, for people in New Zealand there is a star or a group of stars for them to follow. In fact, people in the Southern Hemisphere to find true South in the Southern Hemisphere, they have the constellation that is called, of all things, the Southern Cross. Hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) We're looking to, to Jesus, right? They have the Southern Cross to look for in the sky. And if they find it, and it's easy for them, it's as easy for them to find the Southern Cross as it is for us to find the Big Dipper, which points to the North, uh, North Star. When they find the Southern Cross, it will direct them to true South. In fact, I think it's Australia that actually has the Southern Cross on their flag. So God has provided help, the help that we need, the light that we need to look to, the light that represents Jesus. Not only do we follow the light that is Jesus, we also reflect the light, don't we, as Christians, as children of God. I'll turn to one last scripture in Matthew 5, verse 14. Matthew 5 and verse 14, Jesus tells us this. We look to Him because He's our light, but He turns right around and says this to us, you are the light of the world." So his light shines on us and it reflects off of us to touch other people. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine It's actually the light of Jesus reflecting off of us. You know, when you look at the moon, the moon doesn't give its own light. The moon reflects the light of the sun, doesn't it? So when we look up at the the full moon at nighttime, the sun is on the other side of the earth and the sunbeams are hitting the moon. That's why the moon seems so bright to us. It's not the moon's light itself, it's reflecting the light of the sun when we reflect the light of God it's not our own light that we're giving off we don't praise and honor ourselves it's the light of God the light of Jesus Christ that reflects off of us so he says in verse 16 in the same way let your light shine before men and women that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven so the primary primary way that the light of Jesus Christ reflects off of us is when we do good deeds for other people. That's the light of God reflecting off of us. And that's a good thing. And that should be a goal for us (laughs) to do a lot of good works. And if there's any glory to be given, let it be given to God. So that's what the northern light represents. And for the people down south, that's what the southern cross represents. Jesus Christ. And we're to keep our gaze on him, we're to keep our focus on him all the time. In closing, uh, this past week I think was a big week for people to pick sunflowers. You know, sunflowers grow most of the summer and toward the very end of summer they're ready to be picked or whatever people do with sunflowers. Get the seeds out of them and roast them and eat them and do that. But there's a a farm out uh, Route 46 just before you get to Columbiana that I like to go to. They have a farm store there. It's called Rhodes uh, Farm Store. I think it's run mostly by nice Mennonite people. But uh, right next to the store, they had this huge field of sunflowers. And just a couple of weeks ago, just as the prime time was coming for, for sunflowers, I got there about uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, real bright sunny day. And as I passed this field, here is tens of thousands of sunflowers all pointed in the same direction, all looking at the sun. I guess that's why they call them sunflowers, because they kind of look like the sun, too, don't they? But it was just inspiring, because when God created these sunflowers, like no other flower, I think, they look to the sun. They find their source of light there. And they all, nobody has to tell them. They do it naturally. And if the sun's over there, they turn that way. They're all facing the sun. You see, that's the way we need to be with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have to keep our gaze on him. We have to keep our focus on him. And if we do, all of this craziness, all of this insanity in this, darkest, in this darkened world is not gonna have a negative effect on us because we know who we are. We know where we're headed. We have our orientation in the one that we're keeping our focus on. And that's the way God intended it to be.